I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live in Allspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset, just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we celebrate the work of Jose Ferre, who brings his knowledge of acupuncture and oriental medicine to his virtual spaces here in Old Space. Chakra journeys to sound meditations. We'll find out what inspires him and how he pulls off his technical feats. And he's uh, kindly offered to give us a world tour of some of his blockbuster worlds. Morning, you may have a spiritual awakening in this episode. Please give a warm welcome to Jose. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, glad to have you here, Jose. We're doing a special morning edition here in the Metaverse. Uh, what time is it where you are? Where are you? Yes, I'm in Barcelona. It's 7 p.m. here for us. And thank you very much for, for adapting to my my time zone because we normally have a lot of difference with the events. And I normally cannot attend the very cool events you have because it's the mid of the the night for me <laughs> right yeah no absolutely what we love to we love to just you know have the international audience so we can show how small the world is when you get into the metaverse and we've got a lot of people here probably from around the world as well we've got uh joanne and anita hutch third of course and a whole bunch here uh to come and you know uh help us understand your worlds and hopefully uh you know learn something about your worlds as well um, yes. So, yeah. So thanks for coming. So why don't we just dive right in and just maybe you could tell us your background, your origin story, how you uh, got involved in VR and how you got involved in world building. Yeah, sure. Well, I uh, have to go back a little bit in history and a little bit long way back. <laughs> Where am I come from? Well, I was actually born in Brazil, even though I live in Barcelona and I'm Spanish. And my name is very Spanish, of course from a long time, generation ago, that went to Brazil. And I was when I was preparing after you invited me, thank you very much for the opportunity to get to know a little bit more about myself with this experience, because I got to know that I'm part of this generation that they call Chinos. That's the one between the 70s and 80s. And it's the last generation that had an analogical uh, infanthood, and then they were having a young age adulthood as a digital world so i was in between all that like i i, uh, yeah. I, I, I yes i was there for all these events that i put here like in the the first windows that was released in 85 i was there with my first computer and there was no window yet it was all dos the os you know I, I had to write like it was matrix so that's that's that was my first contact with the technology when i was young then yes, we, we had call the, that Gen X. Is that the same yes. thing as uh, ex Gen yes, X? Yes, it's the, the same thing. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then, well, as you can see, the first iPhone on come in 2007. I was already going around the world at that time. <laughs> I was already a medical doctor. And Outspace only came in 2015. And just for uh, an adult, uh, this was my first iPhone. Not iPhone, but Motorola, but that was my first mobile phone. As you can see, that's how old are you? Yep, that's ancient. Ancient history. Love it. <laughs> yes. I, I remember those two for the record. So we're both about probably the same age. I'm sure a lot of you guys here, I see some gray hairs in your avatars. 
think Dave the Turtle remembers those days. Maybe, uh, maybe Tom as well. <laughs> so you're not the only one. You only yeah. have a streak of gray in your avatar hair. So I think uh, you could be on the younger <laughs> side here. Yeah. Well, continue a little bit if you want to know a little bit more, because in Brazil, there is this, I had always this passion for architecture since I was very young, even though I end, ended up with the, the medical career. But in Brazil, there is a lot of very interesting uh, modern architecture, like the capital of Brazil, Brasilia. It was completely made up when where they, there was nothing there, and they planned the whole city. So it's, it was almost like building a new world in the metaverse because you start when there's nothing there and you just plan as you like and that that was why i used to like to, to see and watch when i was young and that was my favorite magazine at that time and then mm. i ended up as a medical doctor yes it's not the same but my, my both my parents are medical doctors so it was not that they forced me but i had this so by hand at home and it was almost natural mm. but i do love that i do love my job my mm. my main job let's say that <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's incredible that you could be uh do you are you still a full-time doctor and, and i guess the next question is how the heck do you have time to do all these worlds in all space well the the secret is time space travel <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no or, or i wish clones. i had that i wish i had that yes long hours because yeah, I, I still am a full-time GP, general practitioner, and I, I, I stopped doing emergency room because I didn't have time for that, but I'm still tutoring young students like uh, the medical doctors who are going under the, 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 the specialization of family medicine. It's four years, they have to go after the medical school. That's what I did here, now I'm teaching them. And I'm also a CPR, structured so i also dedicate some time to that every month so it's a lot of hours that i dedicate for the medical world but now since the pandemic that's when i started going into the vr and the metaverse and it was all a, a process so it was very gradual but it was very fast also because I, i'm very passionate about things that i like so i was really dedicating all my free time to learn how to build with blender and unity and well that made me go a long way but I, I started with the medical background so the first thing i did when i entered vr was meeting interesting people i met this amazing group that probably everybody here knows and a lot of them are here today uh, educators in vr i saw them in some events then i met my good friend gene who is here on the audience today yes gene invited me to to co-found this XR medical healthcare group in educators in VR. And that's how we started working together to promote the use of VR and XR in the medical field. So that was the first thing I started doing in, in Outspace. And then I met very nice friends. As I was saying that one of the team members that we had was Christy. That was your last board builder. Yeah in your program oh, yeah. and she was working okay. yeah she was uh, actually working with us for a, a while and she was building some of the words that we built together so cool. we're still in contact and she also works in a hospital so we have a lot in common yeah she she did the videos and the uh, uh virtual experiences for training people uh in um dangerous situations or uh, in medical situations oh yeah great exactly yeah cool. so that's it 
And then I started building myself some words for acupuncture. And the first event I did by myself was actually uh, just a meetup to talk about acupuncture and explain how it works. It was a very interesting experience. And from there, I just went very fast to meditation and word building for meditation and well-being. That's what I mostly like to do. Got it. Um, okay, so then, yeah, before we get into the worlds, I have a, uh, just a few questions, just to, uh, again, just sort of get to understand what inspires you. If you're, you're so busy and you say that, you know, uh, you are uh, can spend your time doing things you're passionate about. So I'm just curious, you know, what drives you? What, what is it about um, what you're doing here in virtual reality that um, makes you stay up late at nights, makes you learn Blender, all of that kind of stuff? What drives you? Well, the word builder part is very personal because, I, as I told you, I love architecture since I was very young. And I, I did love re actual real world constructing. And I, I, I also worked in Sweden with my, my family there, and we, we were building houses there sometimes. But now that I can do that in the metaverse, it's so re rewarding. I really love just building a new space and getting it in life. And when I mix it with the meditation and when I see the result it was so amazing because you can really feel the energy that you put when you build something here. It's not just the, the pieces that you put together. It's not just inanimate uh, objects. You really somehow you do feel the energy of the, the building and the, the intention behind what you build. Even the avatars, I think you can feel some energy of, how they are and what maybe it's, it's related to the color they wear or the, the faces that they, they make for themselves. But I think there is a lot there that we have to, to start with neuroscience to see how does it work, but you do get a lot of the person personality and energy, even if you are just on a 2D screen like I am right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting, right? Because in the in the meat space world, as we call it, you wear clothes to sort of express what's your inner world, and in here, your clothes are your entire avatar. So it's not only your clothes; it's the it's the shape of your body, it's the hair that you have, it's the color of your skin, it's all of these elements. It's almost like we've expanded the palette of how we can express our personality. But it is very interesting. Exactly. Um, yes. Yeah, and so I have one other question. And if anyone else uh, has a question for Jose about how he got involved in all this, uh, please use the raise hand option now. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, a lot of times um, uh, doctors that are, are trained in the medical field are much more um, scientific. They're much more sort of focused entirely on what does the science say? The thing I'm curious about is we're going to get into a lot of your worlds. They have a very spiritual aspect to them. And a lot of that stuff is not necessarily science-based, it's more the spiritual nature. So things like chakras, things like that are not going to be things that you'll find in a medical uh, guidebook. They're going to be things that you find outside of that. But how do you, um, how do you correlate those two things, your, your training in mm -hmm. the science world and then all of the spiritual stuff that you're involved in? Yeah, well, it was all about uh, the experience I had because I'm as a general practitioner, you see all kinds of problems that people come to you as a doctor. It's not just the, the physical body that they are having trouble with. They have the mind and they have some kind of extra part that 
science cannot really put a pin on it or really do an X-ray or MRI. Well, actually, MRI is about energy and vibration. So even though they don't want the official line of thought of the scientific knowledge, it's not hoping to say it's energy. We are all vibration. Everything is vibration. Everything is vibrating in our body. That's how you get an MRI. That's how you get an electrocardiogram because you measure that energy. And because I needed some extra tool, I could not just keep myself working only with the, the average scientific knowledge of the, the medical background. And I was looking for an, something extra. That's how I ended up doing acupuncture. But it was actually an official master's organized by the medical board in Barcelona. So I felt, okay, that's very good because it's something extra energetic, but it has scientific background. And there's a lot of studies that prove that that has actual scientific evidence that it, it works. So it's a good start for me. And that's how I started on it. From there, with my practice in acupuncture, that has a lot to do with energy because of the Chinese medicine background on it. I started using meditation together with the sessions that I was doing to the patients. And I, I got so, so much better results because the, you, I was treating not only the body and the mind, but also the soul and the energy of the each patient. Oh, got it. Well, before we get into the world, I think Anita has something to add here. So let's get Anita's thoughts. Hello, Anita. Hi. Um, so uh, I'm a friend of Jose's and he's actually taught me a decent amount about world building, but I'd be curious to hear from Jose. I have a general idea of this, but you're mostly self-taught, correct? How did you learn world building? Was it mostly looking up tutorials? Did you have someone to teach you? Did you have a class that you took? Like, what did you do? And do you have any recommendations for others on how to do that? Good question. Thank you, Anita. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I did learn mostly all by myself, but with tutorials. I did follow some of the Unity official uh, online classes, but not. I didn't have anyone teaching me anything directly, only tutorials. But it does take a lot of hours. And because during the pandemic, I could not do anything else but work and go home, I had a lot of extra time on my hands. So that's that's how I could really dedicate that amount of hours that normally I think it would take like 10 years to get to know everything I learned in the year of pandemia because I had really a lot of time to to spare for that. As everything, as a, as a medical student, you do a lot of the studying yourself. So that's how I, I know how to start. So I just applied the same techniques to the world building learning. I'm curious also uh, along the lines of what Anita is talking about, that your visual sense. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to develop your visual and artistic sense when you're studying medicine. Uh, how did that come to you? Is that just naturally something that you've always part of? You said you appreciated architecture and things like that. Is that something that's just inherent in you? And you're able to find yes, a new uh, yeah, I think, I, think I, I had it since I was young. Yes, I had a lot of everything that was very symmetric and physical about the architecture, I was very drawn to. And during my medical career, I was not going to be a, a GP. I was almost during the whole six years of university, I was going to be a, a plastic surgeon. 
that's how I like the, the aesthetics. I didn't follow up on that idea because after finished the six years, I, 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 I worked for one and a half years as a GP to get some money before I moved to Barcelona. I was still in Brazil by that time. And when I did that, it completely changed my idea of the medicine and what I wanted to do because I had the, this close relation with the patient that you, you would never have as a, a surgeon, especially a plastic surgeon. It's a very different world. It's like completely different professions. So that's how I changed. And the aesthetics were always there during my, my ideas and my career. So, you know, it's, it's something that I had since I can remember. Good. Got it. Okay, well, let's take one more uh, question from Jim here, and then we'll move on into your worlds. How's it going, Jim? Oh, thank you. I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> thanks for your talk today, Jose. Could you, um, any uh, working groups come to mind in VR that are learning to build worlds, or they could uh, an apprentice for world builders, or just work as a, as a team of people, learn work? World building, feedback, that kind of thing. Any groups in Outspace? For groups in Outspace about teaching uh, world building, mm, I, I didn't yeah, participate so, a lot. Yeah. yeah I think world, educators world, in world VR. Those who get together and collaborate. I think, yeah. I, um, I cannot tell a lot about it because I, I normally don't have time, actually. <laughs> I don't have time to use VR as much as I would love. But with educators, if you are, they have a, a group of world builders that they meet a lot and they're very nice person. They're very open to help each other to to share the, what they know. So yeah, that's if someone is starting, I would go there. I would go to educators if you are to the world builders uh, team because they are very good people and they're very good talented world builders and they're very open to share the knowledge. I sometimes attend the, the meetings, but I normally can't because of time. So I, I, I don't really know about the other groups because I never went there. So I cannot really opinate about that. But I know that are, this group um, is very good. Yeah, there are, you know, Carnivore used to have uh, tutorials and things where he would show everybody how to do this stuff. I'm not sure if he does that anymore. And then I find that there's like a lot of social groups, like uh, there's VR Forward, there's um, the, the Flock. And so they kind of, groups that get together and collaborate on worlds um, and so maybe finding one of those social groups would would help as well um, great question though so let's uh let's get into uh some of your worlds here jose so it looks like the first one we've got is the meditation center maybe you could walk us through uh how you came up with that world and the different elements of it yes um well i i came up with the idea because i wanted to have a hub to have some guided meditation that would be available to anyone at any time. So that was my first idea. It was actually one of the both the first words I used with Blender. I, I had to make the, the shape and the objects. And it was a, a learning experiment also. But I wanted to be a little bit like symmetric and I want to have spaces with different teams. So if spheres were like a whole universe that you would have a therapy about water or a guided meditation about mindfulness. And then I have this idea of the chakras. You know, the chakras are like energy centers in the body and they go from the starting from down below your, uh, your vertebrae 
all the way up to the head. And each one of them has a specific color and a specific uh, tone of music or vibration, a specific sound, a specific smell. So I wanted to bring it up and make it into VR uh, chakra circuit. So one sphere after the other was going to be like you were balancing your chakras one by one. So in each sphere, I would have the color and the sound of the chakra to stimulate the, the vibration of this energy center. Yeah, it's very cool. And I love how you sort of color coordinate these little bubbles and you can, it's almost like you're entering into that chakra space, right? So you sort of find a way to give an experiential feeling of what that chakra is like, which is really cool. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just going to put the, the video on the background. And it, it, I don't know, there are different chakras on uh, different spheres that I'm using with some together with collaboration, like with Joanne from Muse. I had two of the spheres that are sound baths, which are very, very nice and powerful instruments that for you to just go there and relax yourself. If you just use the, the VR is good because it, it really helps you to get in balance and in tone with what you want to, to, to experiment. Like you use the music and you close your eyes, you have to imagine everything else. But if you are in VR, you can keep your eyes open. You can use particles that you build up in, in unity to have this kind of energy that you want people to, to go around. Now, as you can see on the screen, this is the entrance of the chakra circuit. I have this explanation that I had it in English and in Spanish, which is our, which are the main language that we use here in our space. I wanted to be bilingual to have the most people able to use it. And then if you go inside and then you have this, this circular to, to go around starting on the left and you have some nice information. I had some friends that are architecture and they told me to try a linear chakra circuit and there is another word that's dedicated for that which is more in line with the pictures you just go straight from chakra to chakra but i wanted to keep this one as i originally made because i liked the the way it was so inside each of the spheres you have the color as you can see and then you have an explanation about the chakra i also put some symptoms like what you could feel if you have an imbalance in this chakra and then also to help people uh, think about something to help the, the kind of smell, the kind of colors that they can use to balance that chakra. It's a very interesting experience. I almost every time I enter this world, there's someone around there, which is very, very rewarding to a world builder. I think it's when you build something, you want people to use it. And it's very good to see people there enjoying and going through the, the chakras, because you see that each one of them, they do stay longer in different spaces. And I'm sure because they're feeling that they're trying to listen to the bodies and feel which one they need to be balancing the most, I suppose. Um, let's see, before we go on to the next world, we do have a thought from Tom. Uh, Tom, what were you gonna say? I was gonna, yeah, I guess I'm on. I was gonna ask about um, the reception of this in your field 
uh, medically. I mean, people that you work with must know you're doing this and you feel like you're opening their mind to uh, new ways of approaching healing. Oh, yes. I I'm helping to, to, to do that opening, yes. Because, you know, that when I started doing acupuncture, people were really like, what's that? <laughs> the most of the most of most of my colleagues, they didn't even know how it was going to work. But little by little, if they had a, a contraction, a muscle contraction, which is something so physical and so easy to treat with the needles, they would come to me and they'll say, okay, let's try that. Just let's try it. And I think now almost maybe 95% of all the doctors and nurses in my health center, they have tried the needles themselves. So once they try it and they see the effect, they say, okay, I don't know what's doing, but it, it works. Whether it is for muscle contraction or whether it is for anxiety. So yes, that's, I think it's the best way. It's like VR. If you try to explain to someone who never used VR what VR is, it's like they're doing, okay, it's like a video game that you play on the screen, but it's nothing like that. Everybody here knows it's completely different, right? So. Oh, well, let's dive into the next one here. I think you've got the Muse project up next. Let's go look at that Yes, one. exactly. That's, that's the one that I, I met Joanne that's around here tonight and I met Joanne during the, the last year's Burning Man when I did the, the Chakra Circuit event twice and she was one in one of them and we met and then we started this beautiful friendship and collaboration to build this amazing project that she has with Carrie, her husband. And it's all about sharing the, the good vibes and energy through music mostly and guided meditation. She does a a lot of events now in art space and I'm building this main hub, like the, the Muse temple, which is going to be dedicated all for music and for, for guided and classes. And then we have other, uh, words that I'm creating for the same project with separate teams for separate kind of meditations. So this word was very interesting. It's every word I learned so much like this one. I just wanted to play with around with the colors and I was making the terrain and painting it. And I don't know how I came up with the idea of using blue or it was just by mistake. I, I changed the texture somehow and I said, well, everything is blue now, but I like it so much that I said, okay, let me show it to, to Joanne and she loved it. So that's why we made this alien world with blue mountains. Well, and I love right now we're sort of going through this field of, of floating uh, tunes, of flo floating, uh, uh, I guess they're notes, uh, which is a really cool idea. Um, I love that. And then the other thing that I really was struck by this world, and actually a lot of your worlds, is sort of these energy trees that you have everywhere. So there's sort of branches, almost like a synapse in your brain or in your consciousness, but yes. yet there's again, these sort of virtual translucent leaves that are kind of auras on these trees. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your inspiration for that? Yes, I wanted to, to, to have a tree, but I didn't want to have a, a, a general tree, like a normal green vegetable, because this would not go well in this world. And that's, that was the first time I, I created these kind of trees and bushes that are like energy. They are just the, as, as you said perfectly, it's like the aura of the the of the the being that is the the plant. Like you have the energy, and it's all about the shader that you use and the textures. 
and it makes it makes such a nice event uh, effect that I, sh I just get to trying out new ones and in, as you said yes it's right in most of my words they have something weird like that <laughs> all right so just for those out there who are wanting to get into world building do you use blender for that or is that a unity thing how how do you technically pull that off well i use blender for the shapes and objects um, i normally wait for bring these things into unity to to mount the world and then i do the textures for now with shader graph which is part of unity that's the one I learned how to use well. I, I'm starting to learn how to use the, the texture in Blender, but I'm still just learning it. So basically everything I do about uh, the materials and textures, I, I do with shader graph in, in Unity, but the objects and the shapes, I do it before in, in Blender. And it's actually, it's harder this way because I have to go back and forth between the two programs. When I do something like this shape, and I want to have a new part of it, and I have to go back to Blender, and I have to see where it would go and create it and and kind of model it, and then bring it the new piece back to the Unity project and mount it there. And as you can see, I use a lot of particles in Unity. I think it's my favorite feature in Unity is the particles after shaders. No, before shaders, it's my favorite because you can do magical things like you see this particles floating this is like supposed to be a classroom there and you have this energy particles around there um, all right so i think moving along here we've got your heartfulness meditation hub i think that's the, the next one up let's take a look at that yes this one is a brand new one i'm still it's still not complete because i'm still waiting for the guided meditation for the last Sphere. It's actually a commission. It's it's for myself. This year is when I really started doing professionally world building, accepting commissions and getting paid for it. Before that, I was doing more like for friends and starting year by year. But this year, I'm getting commissions like this one, which is a big group of meditation heartfulness organization. And it came up from a friend that I met also in Educators VR, who is also a doctor. He's a surgeon in Toronto. And he's very into VR and he's creating this company that is going to be an uh, online virtual university, but also he's hoping to get clients to that wants projects like this one, like the Heartfulness organization. And he invited me to be the official board builder, which was very nice for me. Let me okay. In case you had it. In case you had any free time, it's now completely gone. So <laughs> you're down to, now taking yes, commissions, was... which is incredible. Um, exactly. The one, the one thing I do love about this world is that it sort of starts in this spaceship, and then you have this celestial guide who comes and and guides you down into the meditation centers. How how did you guys come up with the idea of starting in this sort of spaceship? Home? Yeah, the the idea what we wanted to have a a, a guided experience so it was not going to be just you go like the meditation center everything is still there and you have to go around yourself in this one you start as you said in this spaceship that's arriving at the the space that has the, the domes and when you get there the door opens and all the way through this this trip you have this guy that's explaining what is the what the world is about what it's going to expect you there and then you can you have to follow the bird that's going to be the final guide that's going to explain each of the spheres and how you use the world. 
And the, the, the actual, the idea of the spaceship I had before, because I, I love sci-fi, of course, I do a lot of uh, words with sci-fi themes, but because this group was working together with Dubai, with the Museum of the Future, and at the Museum of the Future, they actually had this experience that you arrive in this shuttle before you get to the actual museum. And we want to incorporate that. It was not a request from the client, but I think when you do a word build, building project, you need to, to kind of guess what the client wants and needs, even if they don't know it yet. <laughs> I think it's the best part of it. And this is interesting because it's it's really a guided experience. You're sort of uh, blocked in the spaceship at first, and then the world kind of comes up to you, and then the the doors open up, and then you're able to enter down, and then you go into those different orbs, and then you are guided there as well. So this is one of the more guided experiences. Uh, we had a world builder on here. World builder Andy does a lot; has done a lot of experimenting with guided experiences like that. Um, did you? How did you like that kind of uh, element of this one? Is that something you were interested in trying out? Yes, totally. I, I really, I'm really happy with this with this experience. It's a little bit like a video game, almost like you get inside the video game, but you are in a world. But I, I really feel it's it completes the experience because it prepares you of how best use the space that you build. Because if you go into the meditation center, in even though I try to put some signs and ex explanations around. It's not the same as having an audio guide with an actual avatar or a bird taking you around and explaining to you. And this, this is the heart chamber. As you see here in the chamber, you can actually go inside each heart. And then when you go inside the heart, you have the heartbeat sound and the music, which is also very calming if you're stressed and anxious. Absolutely. Cool. Well, if anyone had any uh, thoughts or questions on this one, let us know. Hello, Marsha. I think maybe Marsha was one of the ones who recommended Jose as a guest. So thank you so much, Marsha. Uh, you you yeah. manifested it. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, and Gabriella, Julie X, Owen, uh, anyone has any thoughts or questions, let us know. Um, anything else to add about this world before we dive into the next one? Uh, so I guess Jose, we can dive into the next one if you had a, if there's unless there's something else about that world you want to mention. No, actually, before we go to the next word, which is a couple of words, this is the one that I'm using for a real life research project because you know after the COVID, everybody that was red burned out in the health system is completely crazy. So it was very disturbing for me to see some of my colleagues, they were so burned out. They were having this feeling, every patient that came into the, 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 the room were there to annoy them and they were really not caring about, I think our guest had a problem, but I, we can keep on. So they were. It, it was very sad to see nurses and doctors telling me that they felt like the patients were bothering them and they were not really caring about what they were explaining to them. So. I had to do something. And by that time I was already building words for meditation. And I knew that mindfulness was something that really worked. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I just, just took a little break. Just needed a little coffee yeah. break. Okay, no problem. I kept going. And so I decided to do this project to, to start. It was also a part of my way to get some VR into my health center because, you know, in the, it's another thing. It's also like the energy 
it's something that if you don't try it out, you you cannot believe it's there. So the directors of the, the my health organization were not very open to invest in VR if we didn't have an excuse. And the best excuse was to treat our own personal to be the best selves and be able to give the best care for the patient. So that's how I got these two Oculus Quests in my work. And that's all they had, because I, I really made it very easy for them to, to, oh, I could do it. I would do it myself in my free time. So I built the world. I recorded the, the guided meditation myself. I put everything together. All they had to do is to buy the, the Oculus Quest. So that's how I got it. And now I have these amazing tools to use for my colleagues. And the, the words I was doing, they are very simple because of course, everybody was first time users of VR. So what I did was this scenery that was like a beach, like an island. And it had, when you enter, it had two teleporter buttons. You, you have to choose whether you go to the beach, whether you go to the waterfall. And then you just stay there and I take out the hand controls and they just go with the audio, listen the, to the audio guided meditation. I'm moving around, of course, the world, you can move around. If you have the, uh, the hand controls, you can go all around. And some of them, after some sessions, they want to explore and they do. But most of them are just sitting there and using the guided meditation in each of the, the two spots that I prepared. With the waterfall, I also put some, some insects there like a, <laughs> to distract a little bit there themselves so and then the second world the build is a little bit more like in the cold because we start in summertime now here and this is very recent so people want to refresh themselves so i built this beautiful snowy mountains and then i put a real time it's a real aurora borealis video playing on 360 degrees around the world as the skybox so it's it's very a very immersive and beautiful experience and you have to follow this butterfly to get to the, to the fireplace. So people are very, very happy. And the first group just finished like last year, last month, and the results were very amazing. So now I'm getting my, my bosses to invest more in VR. They want to, to go from my health center in my health organization, we have like 16 centers. They want me to go to all of them with the same project. So I'm very happy with that. Well, yeah, I guess to Tom's earlier question, the, the best way to get people in the medical field to be interested in what you're doing here is to just put a headset on their head and say, here, go <laughs> and show them. Because as you're saying, it's not the same in 2D, right? So people who are watching this on YouTube, we really do implore you to, I have virtual reality headset and, and use the world codes uh, that um, Jose has put on the slides here uh, to really get into the fully immersive experience. It's not quite the same in 2D. Very different, yes, indeed. So did you have any slides on the Oriental trip? Because I, I, I love that world. It's a really neat one. I can't yes, I have that. a little video of that. These are, these are another line of world builders. It's not really a guided meditation. It's a lot more like an experience. It's, it's it always started as me trying out new things and then I go on and on and I construct something that I end up liking so much that it just stays as a word. And the Oriental trip, it was a, it was a actual video on YouTube that in, 
with a very beautiful song that inspired me to create this experience. Something slow there. Okay. So you enter this first chamber with this water and you just see this, these tiles that appears little by little, and then the, 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 the picture forms and you find out this flower that go inside. And then when you cross it, you get yourself in this huge open space with a lot of reflection and this beautiful light particles that makes you go to the center. And of course, it's not the same looking at the, the, the video because you don't have the, the music. When you have the music, it's very beautiful. I think the experience, just to enjoy it. Absolutely. Then when you get very to the cool. center part, yes. I also made this, I, I, I also made use of the teleporter here. And you have three options to go. You can go all the way up to the head of the Buddha. And then you see all the neurons of the Buddha lighting up. And then you can also go to the flower in the hands of the Buddha. And then there is a hidden spot. There is a hidden haman. There is like a oriental bath. There is another space that I built there. I think I have it on the video. Yes, that's, we go into the head of the Buddha and you can see the particles, that's like the neurons and the socks. And you see the third eye blink in front of you from the inside. And then you can go back to the center and try out the other spaces. Well, it's something that you just to enjoy the music where it's on the development, I can always try to change it. And there, there you are in the flower, the middle of the hands, which is also particles, of course, my favorite thing in unity. Right. It almost is like you've got the different chakras of the Buddha here that you get to enter. <laughs> yes. Or is the solar plexus, I guess. That would be the solar plexus. Well done. Yes. <laughs> I think you've been to the, to the chakra circle to learn it well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and this is the hidden haman, which is like an oriental bath, and you have this water in the middle. Just enjoy. Cool. Oh, if anyone had any thoughts or questions about any of these worlds, uh, let us know. Use the raise hand option, and we'll definitely call on you. Um, and also stick around because very soon we're going to go on a guided world tour by Jose himself. So if you had any final questions there, we get to actually go tour through the world. Um, great. So uh, I guess is there, I, I think I have a little more than you were working on a, our album. Um, I don't think maybe Carolina's not here, but uh, this world's really neat. So maybe you could tell us about this collaboration. Yeah, that was really amazing because you know music is a big part of the inspiration for building a world, and I got to know this amazing artist Carolina Ike. She has this beautiful music that she plays with Termi, which is an amazing instrument. And I think it's a lot related to, to VR energy, energy because she doesn't touch anything. She's playing with the interaction between her own magnetic field with the magnetic field of the antennas in the instrument. So she's touching the air when you see her playing. And the sound is very sci-fi also. So it has a lot of common elements with my inspirations. So I wanted to use her music in some words, and I contacted her PR. 
and said, well, I would like to show you guys some some features that we can do in, in, in VR with the music. And I invited them one day and she was very, very in love with the work because I was doing sci-fi works that was exactly the same thing that's going to be her next album. So she said, okay, I'm releasing a new album. And it was one month after the, that first meeting. And I would love to love to do it in VR. What, what do you think about creating one word for each of the tracks? And I said, because I'm crazy. I said, yes, because <laughs> I had to do everything in, in, in four weeks. It was 12 words in three, in four weeks, including the one for the actual event. And of course, I, I need to take a moment here to, to thank all my good friends in VR that were there moderating for me because there were so many people. It was like almost 500 people attending there. And I was actually producing and organizing everything myself. I didn't have any company doing the, the, the marketing or anything. So it's because she's very famous. So of course, that's the why we had so many people coming. But of course, we need a lot of people helping around to moderate and to guide the, the audience inside the worlds. And because it was so many words that we wanted to go one by one, we need people everywhere. So I had 20 friends helping me to moderate it. And a lot of them are here today. So like Marsha, Anita, Jess, her son was also there. Lancy was there, co-hosting, co co organized the other world too. And, and Marsha was, because Marsha is an artist, and she's also a singer, so she was a big part of the of the training of Carolina to to do the the performance in VR because it was her first time in VR. She's been even had a VR glasses before, and she bought them just for, for the event. Oh. I think it's a really interesting idea. You know, these days, if you go on Spotify, you have a song, and then you've got about a five second clip that goes on a loop, and that's sort of the only visual representation of the song that you get you're doing is creating an entire world inspired by the song which I, I it seems like that's going to be a trend of the future right you're not just going to release an album you're going to release an experience around that album so i think that this is really something that's going to catch on in, in time yes i'm very i'm very happy and very proud of of this experience because i think it was i, I never saw it before a vr album that is it was not only released but it's online on us we try to anyone wants to go inside the hub world that's like the vr album and then you can click on each track or go straight to your favorite track and then you can experience the music with this world that was specifically handmade for each of the of the song because it, it has a theme that the album had a theme that was like an alien from this outer space that falls in love with the moon and then he comes to the moon and then he sees earth and he visits hearth and see all the evolution earth so it's it has a lot of ideas inside each music and i had to incorporate them on each of the world and I, in this video i wanted to show the last part because it was interesting to see how she was playing in vr and the actual way she was playing in her house like there of course, uh, for those of you who don't know, the theremin is the uh, instrument that is used in 1950s sci-fi movies, like you know, the, you know, the man who comes to Earth and uh, you know, invasion of the body snatchers. That like, woo, that weird noise that it was always in those sci-fi movies back then. That's the theremin. So it's a, it's such a perfect instrument uh, to to use in virtual reality, like you're saying. I love it.
Exactly. Yeah. And it was amazing to her to perform it with the hand controls because then she has the hands in VR also playing the the model that I, I create this model in, in Blender based in her uh, Rio Theremy. And, and she was playing it and also made up some spheres with light particles that she was playing around and throwing around with the lights effect. So she was very happy with it because she loves sci-fi. Cool. Great. Well, I think we have one more stop on the tour of our slides here before we actually go on the real uh, live tour of your world. I think it's uh, the university. Yeah. So maybe you could tell us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this, this is a new project. I have, I have two, actually. I have two, two universities that I'm building here. One is the International, School, uh, International Institute of Education. And the other one is this one that is a new one is for medical uh, classes. It's for my friend from, from Canada who is a medical doctor. He wants to give anatomy and, and surgery because he's creating actually this VR gloves that's haptic. So he wants to train surgeons in surgery, actual surgery using VR. So that's one of the ideas of this, this project is to teach medical students to into medicine. So this was interesting because again, this is the logo of the university and they never asked me to incorporate it to the project. And because I saw it on, on the webpage and it, it has this shader, this light that goes on and on in the, on the webpage. And I said, okay, I think I can create a shader that does almost the same and put in front of it. And they loved it so much that they wanted it very big. And that's how it is out there. And again, you can see my, my crazy trees are all, all around. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't wait till you can get inside, you know, doing an anatomy class and you're able to go inside the brain and really, you know, go through a vein or into the heart and go through the aorta and be able to explore all the different elements. It'll just uh, exactly. a whole <laughs> new experience. Yeah. Yeah, because it's very advanced right now. The, the, the VR is growing so much in the, in the medical field because of that, because it has a lot of uh, uses because of course if you want to learn medicine you need patients and you have two options you have to simulate a patient with an actor which is very very difficult to to, re to reproduce and to to do for all the students if you have a, a 20 class 20 students in a class but if you do it in vr you have the same simulation and every one of them can do the same thing or slightly the same thing over and over again and you're not harming or using an actual person to, to do the training. So not only for surgery, but also, especially for soft skills, that's what we call in, in, in medicine. It's like learning how to talk to a patient, learning how to give bad news. All of that, if you, if you wait for the, the residents to learn it the, the hard way, which is an emergency room and with real people, having real bad, bad, bad news, and learning from bad experience, I think it's very hurtful and very harmful for, for, for the patient. So if you can learn that in VR, I think it's such a big advance. Absolutely. We had, a, uh, we had actually a, a person out here who's created the first virtual high school that's actually accredited in the United States. They're based in, I believe, Miami, and they're, do, they're starting to do things like this. So. It's kind of catching on. It's at the very, very early stages. Like 
Her idea is also, you know, you'll be able to study ancient Egypt and go into Tink King Putt's tomb and things like that. So I could imagine, you know, in the future, education and video games are going to merge and we're going to be wanting to go to school. Kids are going to be like, oh, can I go back to school today? Because it's going to be so fun. Exactly. Totally. Great. Well, I think we had all of the words we prepared for the night, but now we have this word too, as I said. Should I? Uh, let's just, before we go on the world tour, one more little section here. Let's talk about the future and just sort of where you think this is going. We sort of mentioned just now a little bit about education and a little bit about surgeries and training for surgeries in VR. Is there something else that we haven't really touched on that you think that all of this virtual metaverse stuff can, can go towards? Not only your spiritual side, uh, but your uh, medical scientific side, all of those elements. Is there any anything else that we haven't covered? Yes, actually, this week I just got to the app, to the point of uh, complete change of uh, direction in my career because the director of my organization, the health organization that I work, she decided to move me from the the health assistance care to the innovation team because she saw all my ideas and my project that I, I showed them and. I'm going to go gradually. She wanted me to go straight, but I said, okay, I cannot just leave my patients and my students from one day to the next. So I decided to do a plan and go little by little. So I'll start two days a week, then three days a week, and then I'll leave it. But the idea is to use VR like for treating mostly, uh, we have a lot of old patients. So the seniors, they have so many needs, so much needs that we can, uh, care with the VR, like they feel alone. So VR can be a, 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 a found, a, a way to, for them to connect to other groups. They have to, they need a stimulation, not only for the mind, but with the body. And we can do a lot of rehabilitation with VR. And there's so many ideas that I, I, I cannot even sleep sometimes having so many ideas and projects on my head. Right. Do you think that a lot of that uh, in your near future, you're going to be doing in alt space or have you been exploring other platforms as well uh, that can expand I, on certain elements of that? Yes. When it comes to, to, to patients, I cannot really do a project in alt space because it's very security based. Everything that you do with patients, of course, with, with the coworkers, it, I was not really get, having any data from them. So in, in, in the actual simulation. So I could use outspace because it's just, just a way to get to the, to the guided meditation, but with patients, we need something secure. So I'm talking with uh, apps that are made just for the medical field, like for education and for treatment. So they are controlled and in a safe environment. Got it. Amazing. So, so, you know, if you did have some extra time and if someone wanted to reach out to you about hiring you for another job or uh, asking you more questions about your world building skills or who knows something else, plastic surgery or some kind of maybe <laughs> they need an emergency uh, appendectomy, um, how could they get in touch with you, Jose? I think that the easiest way is to, to, <laughs> to use the, the Discord of Educators if you are, you can find me there and also you can use the 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 Twitter, I think it's Jose Ferrer word. I don't know if I had, I didn't put my contact here I, because I don't have time to do anything more. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes, I, I'm also hoping to, if anyone needs help and wants me to 
to do some small project, I can consider it sometimes. Yeah, I think I think on your last slide, there we go. There's a, there's your Twitter yes. handle and a, and a bunch of other things. So great. So um, everyone stick around. We're going to get ourselves on the world tour. But before we go, I just wanted to say thank you one more time, Jose, for coming on here, sharing your wealth of knowledge and, and expanding people's awareness of spiritual aspects, chakras, all of that meditation stuff in all space itself. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was amazing, this experience. Thank you for the opportunity, and thank you, everybody, for being here tonight. Oh, well, thank you, everybody, for teleporting in for this WorldCast of Simulation Nation, whether you're with us in virtual reality, like all of these incredible people here, uh, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching in glorious Technicolor on YouTube. Remember to subscribe to our Instagram at The Simulation Nation, here at SimNation VR in our Discord server, then join us next week as we interview... Jar Jar Binks himself, that's right, the actor who played Jar Jar Binks in Star Wars, who is also a mixed reality enthusiast and is often in here in all space, who is Ahmed Best, and we will be interviewing him next week. Till then, stay plugged. Bye, friends.